Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes, I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. We're live, ladies. Clitorati. So we have a very exciting guest here today to talk about how she keeps pleasure alive while being a badass clit, a creator, leader, innovator, teacher. You know the acronym. You may know her from American Idol interviewing people like Lizzo on her radio talk show, The Morning Beat, or maybe you're one of her 1.6 million TikTok followers. Please welcome Michaela Gordon. Oh, that was like such an yeah. intro. I'm like, okay, I hope I can like do a good job. And You're she's like, gorgeous. oh yeah, I'm really amazing. <laughs> but I didn't put my weave in. I might have had I known. <laughs> I have to know how cool was it talking to interviewing Lizzo. She is one of my idols. I, first of all, it's so nice to be here. I love that you're like having these conversations. It's so important. I wish that I had this when I was in my twenties, it would have probably mm. saved me a lot of time. So thank you for letting me come in and join you. Uh, Lizzo was amazing. Lizzo, I'm obsessed with. Um, I feel like she really gives a lot of freedom to her sensuality and to her body and loving it the way that she um, the way that she is. And so she was so funny. She was so fun. Um, she taught me how to twerk because that was like the most important cool. thing. Not jealous at all. <laughs> right. And I was like, how do I look hot? That was the most important thing. <laughs> oh my God. But she was amazing. Yeah, you know, it's really cool. Yeah, twerking in the club. Yeah, no, I've, I we so one of our guests came on recently, Jessamine, um, and she called it like your body liberation journey, and I just loved that phrase so much. And you know, Lizzo's just one of those people. I feel like she's so authentically herself that it gives me permission, and yeah. I just feel like we need more artists like that out mm. there. We're just we're just huge fans of Lizzo here. <laughs> yeah. So the channel Q is an audio destination for LGBTQ. IA news, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, music, live talk shows, and podcasts. What had you become the host of The Morning Beat? Can you tell us a little bit about like what brought you to be interviewing people like Lizzo? Yeah. You know, I um I was I had a residency at the Cosmopolitan at the time. I was singing in a showroom and I got this call about doing like a ra- a national radio show. And I've hosted, but I didn't do radio. And I, um, I was like, no, no, I, I don't want to do it. Like, I'm just going to keep singing. And then I had just read this book that said, say yes to everything. Like just say yes to opportunity and then like figure it out. And I was like, okay, I'll come, I'll do it. Like, and then I'll come figure in. it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, what, just, book, what book is this? <laughs> it was the, um, how to, uh, what is it? How to influence friends and, um, oh, yeah. you know which one I'm talking about? Yes, like I do. Yes. It's like how to make fr- like how to influence, and influence people, and, people and like win people over. Yeah, it's by Dale Carnegie, right? Yes, exactly. Yes, it yeah. came out in like the forties. It's like a it's like a staple book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also now I'm like it did come out in the forties from like a white male, so maybe I shouldn't take all of my advice from that. <laughs> but like, is that problematic? <laughs> oh, but <laughs> but I, I said yes, and I um, when I started. I loved that the motto was like party with the purpose because it is for our LGBTQ community and we want it to be fun, 
But, you know, being mm. gay isn't all just about like throwing glitter at each other. You know, it's like we need to be having these big conversations. Like, why do we have pride? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we have pride because 23 trans women have been murdered this year. And I wanted to talk about that. And I wanted to not only, you know, I identify as a lesbian and I wanted to do more for my community than just like be with women and like sing Mm. at all the gay prides. And it really just started opening up these huge conversations and became like this safe space and place to talk about intimacy and everything that goes around that and sexuality and body shaming and body issues. And now, I mean, that's really what all of our conversations are focused Mm. around when our Mm. celebrities come on they know that that's where we're going to go. And so it's just been really like, for me too, extremely educating and, and things that I never even knew that I'm learning. What are, what are some of the things that you didn't know that you're learning now? Educate us. <laughs> I feel like I don't know anything sometimes. Well, I, I mean, not to be so specific to like the community, but I guess because it's Pride Month, you know, I just didn't know how other people struggled with their sexuality. I didn't know mm. that, you know, like bisexual men um, oftentimes felt like emasculated, right? Like, mm. because, um, they were like, no, I'm, I am not gay. I am bisexual. And even within our own community, we're kind of mean to each other and just, you know, what trans women experience. And even as a lesbian, I've always said, um, I feel like I dated men in the past, but I feel like identifying as bisexual sometimes can be very fetishizing like I'm not respected with my girlfriend like it sometimes seems like it could be an invite for like a male to be like oh do you need a third oh do you need me and I was like not into that and so being able to just like say that out loud and like have a place to have that conversation um, was just like really nice to feel empowered about it I have to be honest and I I don't know if this is completely political like I I find myself dancing on the Kinsey scale. I've been with men, I've been with women, but I kind of like feel like I don't deserve to say I'm bisexual in like the gay community in the LGBTQ community because I'm with a man. And so I'm like, like, I don't have to deal with a lot of the, the social, you know, situations that a same sex couple does. So it's kind of like, I feel like I'm not really a part of the community. And I don't know how, how that, how I guess you're more inside the community than I am. Like, is that people, is that really how people feel inside the community? Am I like onto something or am I like wrong? We just had this, uh, this conversation um, with a woman that I'd like for you guys to also meet. She's pretty great. She's bisexual. She's a doctor. And she said that a lot of times bisexual men and women feel like they don't deserve to be a part of the community, but the B is very silent still in our community. And yeah. we, we kind of do it to mm. ourselves. Like if you're a man, if you're with a man now, then it, that, then you're just straight. Like you, you shouldn't be able to like play with us because it's like right. easy for you now. Right. But that's a sentiment that a lot of men and women share. I had a friend who was married to a woman for nine years and then she chose to be with a man and then had a child and she was like ostracized from the community for a little while. And they were really mean to her. And that was like, just from us. And we had to continue sharing that, like you are what you identify as, Mm. and you can be bisexual and have never even been with a woman. 
you can just know that you've had thoughts about wanting to be with women, but you've been with men only. I mean, it's not so black and white. Wow. I know it's, it's tricky even like within it, within the conversation. So did you, did you grow up like dating women? Were you always out? No, my, my mom was a lesbian. She was with my dad and then she was with women. And it's crazy because my dad's mom, my grandma also chose to be with women. So I'm like a third generation Wow. Wow. Your grandmother was such, I mean, what a, I mean, imagine what it was like for her when she was our age. That's like, I can't even imagine. Listen, she sure was. And she was with a black woman and they were together for 35 years in the seventies. And it was like, (sighs) she was just a legend. She did not care. Um, so I, I didn't, I, did not have a difficult time like coming out to my family. It wasn't like that. I I also never had a coming out story. I dated mm. men. I didn't date. Like I was just like, I want to be a star. I want to be a singer. And that's all I care about. And that's literally mm. all I cared about. And then after like my career started doing well, I started dating when I was like 19 and I lost my virginity to this guy. Um, and then I dated another guy and then I dated women. Like I knew that I wanted to be with women. And then when I decided to be with my partner now, we've been together for six years. I didn't come out. I just started bringing her to my events and introducing her as my girlfriend and, and whoever was cool with that was cool with it. But I also just didn't care. I I never felt like I needed to like do a, do a thing, you know? No, well, it was already so normalized in your family. Yeah. And that's a really privileged position to come from. Like a lot of people have a very difficult coming out story and it's, and it's awful. And that's not to take away. I just was privileged enough to not have to, to do a big shindig. It's nice to hear. Yeah. Hopefully as we move forward as a society, we hear more stories like yours and not these like really challenging, heartbreaking stories, you know? Um, so would you say because of their like family that you've always been pretty outspoken about your like, obviously your identity, but what about your, a lot of times in our show, we talk about really communicating and being outspoken about our needs and our desires. That's, I think, something that a lot of people, especially women can struggle with. Have you always found yourself to be outspoken about those things or was there a journey for you around that as well? You know, I was always outspoken, not even so much out of confidence, but like out of survival when it came to like a lot of different things. But sexually, um, I'm still like learning my body, like not to be like weird or anything. But like the other day we were ha- like people always make a big deal about like their nipples. And I'm like, I don't, it doesn't do it for me. Like I don't care. The other day, I don't know what happened. It did it for me. And now I'm like obsessed. And I'm like, I'm 33 years old. It, I like, I didn't know, you know, but we didn't yeah. talk what did about you do? Girl, I don't know. What I was just do? like getting ready to orgasm. And I, I don't even know why I did. I was like, I just wait, can that. we, wait, was this, were you with a partner or this was like a self-pleasure moment? I, no, I was with Lisa and we were like being intimate okay. and for whatever reason, I was like, I want it. Like, I want to feel these nipples. Like, I just, I don't know why. Because my girlfriend's like... I love that. Well, because people make a big deal. They're like, the nipples feel so good. One of my friends is like, oh, I'm obsessed. So I was like, nipples, do your thing. And they like did. And I was like 
totally dirt. I was like, oh, it changed my orgasm. I like loved it. But I, you, you like, like communicated your desire to your, to your body <laughs> and your body responded. This is, this is like magic, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I had a very similar experience of not understanding the whole nipple thing. And then with one of my past partners, we're doing like tantric lessons. I've shared this on the show, but this was like years ago. And she taught us how to do like a, ta- I'm just like, we're on video right now. Nobody can see us, but like how to do a tantric massage and you gently, like you take your fingers so softly and you start from like the outer edges of the boob and you slowly move to the center of the nipples. I shit you not. I had an orgasm just from that. <gasps> you did? He wasn't touching me anywhere wow. else. Yes. Like an actual nipple orgasm. And so when my tantric teacher came on the show, I was like, you have to teach everyone how to do breast massages. <laughs> that's amazing. Wait, that's great to have a tantric teacher. I'm telling you, I, I did not grow up in a house where we were allowed to talk about sex. My mom, even though she was like a lesbian, was also, there was a lot of like, trauma surrounding that but she was like if you have sex you're gonna get pregnant I mean when I Mm -hmm. was like 15 I took a pregnancy test because I was like I might be pregnant I never had sex I didn't even do anything like I was terrified (laughs) those same things happened to me I was like I could be pregnant yes I was terrified terrified. I know (laughs) so then I lost my virginity late and then when it started to like have time to have sex like I was really disconnected to my sensuality and sexuality. And maybe if you didn't know me, you maybe wouldn't think that because I do. I have like a big mouth and I like, you know, do like get what I want. I'm like, what's up? But I didn't like know me. And so Mm. then when I was like with Lisa, when I was with women, I knew that like, that's where I wanted to be. Like that's, that feels good for me. And then we just slowly been like, navigating our bodies over the past six years and there's just still so much I think that comes with it mm. well it's it's so interesting that you like we've said this quite a bit on the show just because you grow up in a family where your parents are gay or your mom is gay the sex is just as much a part of that relationship as it is anywhere else which is not very much so to be repressed sexually, no matter like what orientation your parents are, makes complete mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And and it's so great because I love what you're pointing to is like really learning yourself. And before we started recording, we were talking about the concept of a full body fuck yes. Love it. And so we're, and we're bring, we want to bring that into the shows and ask more people about this. Like, what is your relationship to being a full body fuck yes? Like in life, in, in intimacy, like where, now that we've talked about that, where would you say your relationship to that is? First of all, I love the full body fuck yes. And I'm going to take that with me when I leave yes. this show. I love it. It's such a great way to like, you know, put boundaries down. I'm not great with boundaries. It's something that I've had to learn. And I think that for me, at this point in my life, I just don't want to do anything that doesn't feel good. And also like, I think that in the pandemic, especially for me, I learned that like, and I think a lot of people have to learn this, like just doing something. Cause that's how we've always done it. Just isn't enough anymore. Like I'm going to ask questions. I want to know why we have to do this. I want to have to understand whether it's a decision with myself. Why? Like, what's my why? Like, what's the why? Like, why do I have to listen to this guy tell me what to do or whether it's my job, sex. 
And I really just want to be very open-minded to everything. And so it is just as simple as if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. And I, it, it doesn't matter mm. just based off of self-respect and, and boundaries or, or just because I just don't want to do it. Like sometimes that's just an answer. Like <laughs> I don't want to. But why don't you want because to? I sense- <laughs> <laughs> it's actually and so that's funny. Enough. Yeah, that's enough, yeah. right? It was. Like, I literally had this moment with my roommate the other day. She was telling me about something, and she's like, "I don't." She's like, "I just don't think I'm gonna do it." And I was like, "Really?" I was like, "How come?" She's like, "I don't feel like it." Yeah, and I just started <laughs> laughing, and I was like, "I don't know how to argue with that logic. That's a totally good reason." Yeah. Like, that's why, because right. I don't feel I like don't doing it. Want to like that's. It's yeah. not my, you know, and it's, it's not my job to explain it. And I mean, respectfully, like if my, if Lisa asks me, like, I'm not going to, and I'm one day, like, I'm going to be yeah, yeah, sure yeah. grown up when I say that, right. but <laughs> I, I don't want to eat my vegetables. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, but I, I do think that we have to normalize, especially as women feeling very comfortable being like, the answer is no. And there's nothing else to say. Yeah. yeah. But no. Ooh, that was really hot when you did that. No. That was, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, Yeah, Something so embodied about a no. Like, I'm not even kidding though. Like when you said that, there was an energy that was like, you were so clear, even though you were just like kind of playing that out for us. There's a clarity to your choice that is attractive. Yeah. And that is what a full body fuck yes really is. It's what if the all you said yes to was the only thing that would really resonate with your entire body. It's not a maybe, it's a full body fuck yes or it's a no. Well, I think what's sexy about it from anybody is like the the self-respect it exudes and like the confidence mm-hmm. in yourself to say no. Because I think... Well, and I think, I think, yeah, and I think like you said, that self-confidence, the first step is actually giving yourself the space to like, is this a yes or a no? Because I think so many people, including myself sometimes, I'm so out of touch with my body or my spirit that I'm like not sure what's a yes and a right. no. Like with anything yeah. in life, right? Like, do I want to take this job? Do I want to do this? Like, And allowing yourself the space or creating a practice where you can just be mindful with your sex or your body mm-hmm. and listen. Like I think the first step in a full body fuck yes is to actually like create space to listen to yourself, which I think... I I think a lot of people don't do for them. Well, somebody told me a while ago, and sometimes it just sounds so simple, but she was like, how you decide if it's a yes or no is if it's fun, right? Does it, does it sound fun? Does it sound like a fun thing to do? And if it scares you, but like you're going to have fun because you're trying something new, that's a yes. If it doesn't sound fun, mm. then it's a no. Not that everything can be like fun, but Jobs can be fun. Like doing things that challenge you can be really fun. Like if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. Right. Yeah, totally. And it's tricky I for the that. mind to keep creep up in there. Like what is, what? how do you know when it's your mind versus your body? Because like sometimes for me, like during the pandemic, uh, major part of the lockdown here in the US, which um, was for about a little over a year, I'd say in the aftermath of what that looks like in living in Los Angeles. But nonetheless, I uh, sexual trauma came up for me right at the beginning of COVID. My body was like, bitch, you're ready to focus on this now and heal this. And it was trauma from nine years ago when I was 19. And I, was, I had a traumatic sexual experience in college. And um, I was working with a uh, somatic body worker who 
was telling me, basically summed it down to this. My mind was a yes, but my body was a no. And what she created was so interesting. She's like, the mind comes first and then the body. And we want to sync up the mind and body. So just speaking to the listeners out there who maybe don't know what it feels like for your body to be a yes, that's totally valid because our mind is so tricky that our mind might be like rationalizing why we should stay in a job. For example, as you pointed out, like why, you know, are we a full body fuck yes to our career? And it's easy for the mind to come in and justify that for us and have us not be in our bodies, but rather be in our mind, rationalizing if we are a yes or if we are a no versus truly knowing what it feels like to hear the body. Yeah, I love that. I, that's something I didn't even think about. And I think that's incredible. I, um, and I'm so sorry for the, for the trauma that you dealt with. I'm so happy that you were able to like work through it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Clitorati. So we have a special surprise for you. We have decided to do the five-day sex and empowerment digital course for free again. Live July 19th to the 23rd. We'll be doing it at 10 a.m. We're hoping that the 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time will allow a lot more of you to be live with us per your request. This first round was so successful. We saw results right before our eyes. The community for our signature masterclass is booming. So if you're looking to prioritize yourself, maximize your pleasure, communicate your desires, and light up any room, please sign up at www.clittalkshow.com backslash self-love. If you signed up for this last round and weren't able to participate live, you need to sign up again. We will not be spamming anyone who signed up for the last sex and empowerment free digital course. This will be a brand new fresh list. So please sign up again at clittalkshow.com backslash self love. Please join us. It's going to be amazing. July 19th to the 23rd live with Katie, Lindsay, and Sugar at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We look forward to seeing you there. Hey, Clitorati. We wanted to take a quick minute to share about our Patreon. You know, we absolutely love being able to create weekly episodes and continue to normalize our message of pleasure on earth. Our Patreon is a monthly subscription crowdfunding platform that allows us here at Clit Talk to have the flexibility to expand our message without having to worry about how it's going to financially impact us personally. We are committed to expanding and creating new and exciting things like live events and a safe VIP community so you can share and be heard in real time. So if Clit Talk makes a difference for you and you'd like to connect with us on a whole new behind the scenes level, please consider supporting our Patreon. Your support makes a huge difference for us so we can make a difference for you. Well, this is Clit Talk. So I feel like you knew this question was coming at some point. We want to know what turns you on. My <laughs> She's like, we already went they over already this. Said it to me. <laughs> well, you know, it's, like, it's funny though, too, because oh. I had uh, breast implants. I got breast implants twice and then I took them out altogether. But everybody kept saying, like, you might lose sensation in your nipples when you got your, when I got my breast done. And then I was like, okay. And they like cut them off and put them back on and like uh, twice. And then it's so exciting that like there's still like sensation. So we just, we love that. But I think, um, mm. I think what turns me on 
I'm like funny. I love a funny human being. I humor really is like so sexy to me. And I think that I think that when you're funny and 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 then you're like relating on a very personal level, you know, you flirt and then you can like have that moment of of being like, oh, I like they're hot. Oh, this is like now I'm getting like tingly because I'm like imagining <laughs> what it would be like, and that's just so sexy to me. And I think that. Like with Lisa, like Lisa's so sexy to me. I think that she's really, really cool. But I also think that we really connect mentally and that's important to me. And then, you know, when we take it to the bedroom, whether I take the lead or she takes the lead, we we're so connected because I can't just like fuck somebody, you know, like I have to be like, I need to like feel you. And then like when I feel you, then I want to get like, crazy like I want to get like wild with you like I want to like have fun with you I want to like do whatever in bed with you I think being open-minded is also really great um and and really a turn-on because you get to like see what you like and what you don't like I wouldn't want anybody like close-minded because I'm like I'm also trying to explore and I want to know what like you like so I can turn you on so you so you like to yeah. get connected and then wild so like what's the wildest well, thing not much because I'm a psycho I um <laughs> we I mean we literally we're good together but I remember I really like want to be this person and I just I think like I need therapy I was like Lisa I want to have a threesome and she was like okay we can have a threesome like we can go to San Francisco and like have a threesome and I was like great and then I was like let's imagine it first so we were like in the bedroom and I was like we were like role-playing and I was like imagining that this like hot ass girl was like in the room with us and all of a sudden I like started getting jealous of this made up girl and I was like Lisa do you like so you like her so you like and she was like you fucking said you wanted the three you're making her up she doesn't that doesn't exist and I was like okay Lisa okay and then I was like maybe that's not the road we go down but I that's like a good extra that's like a good piece of advice for someone who's considering it like imagine it first and if you get mad at the imaginary person yeah you don't do it turn me on like well i didn't make a salt for that but you know usually like if i know it's not really gonna happen but in my head like they do like i just i like literally just think women are so sexy and i just like it's all hot to me but physically doing it I think it's like a no, just because I'm like, that's nothing. Get off of her. Well, you know, there's, there's a difference between fantasy and desire. And that's something that we really distinguish on the show. Like fantasy is something that you're allowed to explore and it's in your head and it's nothing that you actually intend to do. And a desire is something that you actually intend to do. So yeah, it's fun to fantasize. You know what I would, I don't know you guys have done this, but I think I'd be open to this is like having sex in front of people, like nobody that joins us, but oh, I yeah. would have sex in front of people. I, mean, I did that one. You did? <laughs> sh- sh- our entire I, cast went to a sex yeah. party. Wait, I want to go to a I sex got party. pregnant there. Oh my God, it's getting juicy enough about me. By my husband. No, I, yeah. I figured it. <laughs> well, we, we, th- we threw... Wait, I want to go. We threw play parties. We... We're we very, can invite you to the next I want to go to a sex to, party. To sex parties. <laughs> That's okay, amazing. No. Okay, good. I'm going. 
<laughs> they are super fun. Got well, it. There's, there's well, yeah. And the, especially right. when you're in a community of people and it's not like strangers, like we actually have a community of friends. So it's a really safe, like nurturing, <laughs> loving environment versus like Lindsay the one that the sugar. three of us, yeah, the one that the three of us went to was like strangers. And I was like, ah, which could be fun too. It depends it was on your fun. Well, you got pregnant. Yeah. I think both are fun. <laughs> Well, you, got it. you had a real good time. I had a real good time. I was Wonder Woman <laughs> and my husband was Clark oh Kent. God, it was I Halloween. It. So it was, it, was a, it was a blast. So something that I want to ask you about that, um, that specifically as a lesbian couple, you posted recently about looking for a sperm donor from the HRC Fertility. And um, that's something specifically, are you guys looking to have a baby or is that something that... Yeah, yeah, we are. We, um, we're we not looking to get pregnant for like another two or three years. I don't want to rush it. No. I don't mm-hmm. feel like we live in a society where we need to rush it anymore. I'm, you know, cool being in my late thirties or forties, whatever. What I'm, I don't have like, there's like no ageism for me when it comes to having children. Mm. I love, I love hearing yeah, you well, say I think that. It's important. I think it's really important because I, I feel mm. like also the conversation has come up a lot because we're open about the fertility journey, but we've said, you know, we're doing it to freeze our embryos. I want to be able to take advantage of the fact that I can have 33 year old eggs that are like waiting for me. But we did specifically look, we're specifically looking for um, an Armenian man because Lisa's Armenian. So we would like to sort of have the baby. I'm Italian and Russian. So we'd like to like mm. have the baby sort of look like what we would look like. And her oh, culture is really that. important to her. Yeah. So that's like important to us to, you know, kind of do it, do it that way. But let me tell you something. Sperm shopping is a fucking nightmare, you guys. It's like the pressure. I'd rather just <laughs> meet a guy at the bar and be like, let's say I, you go through like, lengths lengths (laughs) and then you can like hear their voice and you're like what and then you can like sometimes see a baby picture and then you're like is this the is this the guy for my child like the pressure is unbelievable it's like so you don't meet them in person you're just like looking through a book like sperms are us first of all i also (laughs) because our listeners are gonna maybe need to know this our listeners your listeners they're not mine they're yours right now they they, it's all online but I thought it was in person because when they told me where to go they were like it's library on Fairfax and I was like that's weird but okay I'll go to the library on Fairfax whatever (laughs) and then Lisa was like Michaela that wouldn't even make sense like also we're in a pandemic so why would you be able to physically go and I was like I don't know you don't go in person it's like all online and it's called Fairfax (laughs) and so I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> but it's. <laughs> she shows up at the library. She's like, where's the fur mile? The person's like, what? The I would have. And Lisa was like, about? even if that was valid, we're literally in a pandemic. Like, you can't even go to the gym. You think you're going to go yeah. to like sperm? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they told me to go to the Fairfax library, <laughs> damn me- it. Have a mask on. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's hilarious. Oh my God, that is hilarious. 
Well, thank you so much for being with us and just having an open, honest conversation. You are a very talented singer as well as you have a hilarious YouTube channel. Can you please (laughs) tell our listeners how they can subscribe, keep in touch with you, follow you? What's the best way to keep you in their lives? Thank you. Yeah, it's um, my YouTube is Michaela Gordon. You can follow me on Instagram at Michaela Gordon. Our YouTube is really fun. I don't have a lot of shame. So that's how my comedy is. It's like all out there, but follow me. And I have a new pride song coming out next week called cry love. That I'm performing Ooh. this weekend, Denver pride for all the lesbians. So I'm so nice. excited. Ooh, love those yeah. Denver lesbians. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. That's awesome. And then, um, so we'll, we'll definitely put links to all of your YouTube channel, everything in our show notes as well. We'll have to yep. help promote Thank your you. song next Thank week. You. That's yes. so and then also DM me so that you can tell me how to get me and Lisa to the sex party because we want to try it. The sex party. Yeah, well, you have my phone number. Party. Just don't tell Susan. <laughs> Just don't tell Susan. We're all good. Don't tell Susan. <laughs> well, she's probably going to listen to this. Okay, block Susan. Okay. That's true. Just block her on social media. Block her from this Just one episode. Just block her. We'll block her from listening to this episode. Uh, we're do- for those people who don't know, Susan is Sugar's mom. She's the one that introduced us to Michaela. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're joking about. Um, yes, I'll start a group text with you, me and Sugar. I'll, you know, leave Katie out of it because she doesn't really do that sort of thing. I, I did it once and, you know, maybe yeah, when I want to get pregnant wanna, again, I'll go. She might want to be included yes. on the group chat just to be a fly on the wall to the conversation of the logistics <sighs> upon arriving to the party. Then you can really get in the world. Okay, yeah, you know what? I will start going. a group chat with the four of us. <laughs> you can see the whole conversation <laughs> okay. from beginning to end. Don't yeah, miss communication required. Um, yeah, to, it you is. Know. It's true. It's the well, commitment I love, to I have everyone be up, set up like super powerfully, you know, just um, to go into that environment, yeah. really knowing what they what they what they want, what they desire, so they can really experience manifesting that, taking actions that support that. So yeah, it's sex party that is, um, let's say really intentional and conscious, you know, and one thing I'll say to complete that thought is that when we're dealing with sex, we're dealing with the most potent form of energy, you know, like sex magic is said to be, um, we talk a lot about that a lot on clit talk that you can manifest your desires through your sacral chakra through practices like sex magic. So, Um, Something that Lindsay and I are really responsible for is recognizing that when you bring a bunch of adults into a room that are starting to get sexual, there's actually an opportunity to come together as a community to check in to see what do you want to manifest? What are your goals this week? You know? Yeah, do like an intention Um, circle. And also talking about what are your biggest fantasies? What are your biggest desires? Let's help you facilitate that tonight. And we support each other in that. Well, and 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 you can literally say like, I only prefer women. I'm only here to be with my partner and we're just here to watch. But, you know, if you want to make out with me, that's cool. Or like whatever I, your truth is for that night. I think night. this is so incredible. I had somebody tell me one time to, right before I orgasmed, think about something that I was trying to manifest. Um, and I thought that was amazing. Mm. But I didn't know about sex magic. And actually, it makes so much sense. I'm like so intrigued by what that means. Cause I love how you are taking sex and using it as like healing also. And like, yes, in yeah, such a magical absolutely. way, because, um, it's just often, I feel like we've, I, I feel like for me, I, I always felt like sex was like very 
overly sexualized and like corny and nothing wrong with porn, but like, that's like how we, like, I was like, like, that's how that was sex to me. Like I was like, whatever. And yeah, well, and that's, that's why like we've been doing this podcast for like over three years now at this point. And we were having so many tools brought into us. That's why we've created, like we've created a whole like seven week sex and empowerment digital course that we're releasing in the fall with like all of our best tools and our, and our, we're also communication coaches. So we're going to be like doing that through the process and we're going to be doing the whole thing live and like starting in September. I'm obsessed with it. I literally, I know like this is (laughs) hanging up, but I'm like dying now because I think that's so special because I feel like to sugar's point i um i was also i dealt with sexual abuse as well and so having been so uh, you know shut down growing up talking about sex to then having sexual trauma i feel like there's so many blocks that i don't even know how to talk to mm. lisa about and even though i want to i'm like i don't even know how to navigate to make it like this full round experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, that's what we're teaching people how to do. Yeah. So that's really amazing. We actually, we actually have a free five day live event that's happening. When is that happening, Katie? It's happening it's like a mini, July. It's like a mini version of our course. It's like a five day, like a free thing. It's July 19th to the 23rd and it'll be at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. On Zoom. Morning for, on Zoom. For, it's virtual for about 45 minutes every morning. And we, that'll be our sec- second time running it. And we just saw so many incredible, trans- full transformation in the women who mm-hmm. participated in our last round that we wanted to offer it to our Clitorati again before we launch our I love full it. digital I'll course. Do it. I, yeah, Lisa's so. birthday we is the 20th of July. Okay. So we're taking that whole week off to like have sex and go on vacation. And this is like the, I'm not kidding. It's like the most perfect time. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Okay. I I love that. It was like (laughs) fate. Okay, cool. Well, Well, you can sign up at www.clittalkshow.com backslash self-love. Self-love. For all of our oh my God, so- Yeah. All right. Great. Well, that was a yeah. little nice off the cuff conversation. I know. I, know. I love you guys. I can't wait to meet Lisa and, and do the five day um, classes. I think it's so special yes. what you guys are doing. Really, yes. I can't say it enough. Oh, fuck yeah. I just have one question. Are you a full Amazing. body fuck yes to the free five day sex and empowerment uh, course? I am a full body <laughs> fuck Yes, honey. There's no no involved in that. That's a full fuck yes. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, with that clitoriality, I don't really think there's anything else to say. We love you and we will see you next Tuesday. We are so proud to present to you a pride song called Cry Love by Michaela Gordon. You might be afraid of what others might say But you can't let them tear you down Standing on your own can make you feel alone Don't let them take away your crown You can run and you Stop.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.